All right, so we experienced a quick little technical difficulty, but we are back. <laughs> yeah, so you were having uh, okay. relationships, but you were able to go. It, I was able to go within when I went to Atlanta and then I was experiencing more and I started going to metaphysical centers in Atlanta. And then in 2004, I had like an out of body experience. And that is what really took me to another level, which I feel was some kind of an awakening. Um, there were a bunch of energies around me. And after that is when I began to feel the shift. Hmm. And, ahead, and then, it, then, sure when, then, yeah. then, then is um, when gradually my life and there was this knowing um, that began to take pl place. And that's when my life gradually began to shift. And then when everything, when I was good with myself and actually in 2007, I came to the terms of, you know what, I don't care if I ever have a relationship any, anymore because I felt so good. It was like <laughs> the, the, the flowers looked brighter than they've ever looked, the trees, everything. It was just amazing. And then when you least expect it, your husband kind of, he literally walked in to my apartment. That's how I meet, met him. I didn't have to go anywhere. So it's all about synchronicity. And mm -hmm. if you surrender and you let go, I was no longer trying to control my destiny. It just happened. Yes. You know, that that is such an important point because right now with all the craziness that's happening in the world, the surrender piece is so difficult for people to understand because when we are holding on to something, it's because we are scared. We are unaware of not only that we deserve something better, but we hold on to whatever we have because we are not quite sure that we're going to find something else. And right now, with what's going on in the world, it, so many people are having what they're holding on to get uh, shaken up. You know, where we're, the money's not coming in, the job may not be there, the the relationship may be getting shaky because of all of the stress and all of the 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 stuff that's going on in the world. So here you are, you are resisting coming to the center, you, uh, you come here, and then there you meet somebody out of the blue, you didn't plan it. So clearly, yeah. there is a higher power that mm -hmm. there is a, a, and I don't like to call it a higher power, like something out there is managing our lives like we're puppets. But there is an intelligence that connects us with the right people at the right time that knows us better than we know ourselves and knows exactly what we need at the right time. And if in surrendering to that flow is a sign of not only maturity, but it's a sign of, of trusting a faith that is so deep. And that is where we find our peace. That is where we find our joy. So you did that. You allowed that. You, um, Instead of resisting and letting that persist, then you come to Atlanta, which was another big step that you had to take, and you went inside. And when you went inside and you did all that that introspective work, mm -hmm. what what were some of the things that you discovered that helped you really shift who you were showing up as? What really helped? Um, I began watching. I remember on cable, it was no public network. 
There was Wayne Dyer used to do on oh, Saturday yeah. evenings. I don't know if you remember this. I did. I watched them many times. Yes, I, I used to watch that. And then um, Gary Zuka was on oh, yeah. Oprah all the time. Yeah. And actually, in 2002 is when I got certified for my coaching. And I saw Gary Zukov, who I knew of before, um, but now I was looking at him differently. And I was writing down, I recall writing everything down, like, oh, I can use this in my coaching. Because he talks about relationships and how yeah. everything is a reflection. That whoever we bring into our life is providing an opportunity for us to heal. Yes. And if we run from that, then we just continue to attract it. Yes. So I was like, oh, I can use this in relationships. I can use this, use this, use this. Then all of a sudden, a relationship I was in began to have, I was beginning to have problems. So I began to use what I was going to use. And every time I felt triggered, every time my buttons were pressed or I felt jealousy or um, out of control or any type of feeling that yeah. wasn't healthy. Yeah. I would bring my awareness to that. Mm -hmm. And so then by the time all of this other things happened, and by the time I got to Eckhart Tolle, I understood what happened to me, what yeah. I was doing, what Eckhart Tolle was teaching. Yeah. So what I thought was going to be for my coaching, I ended up using on myself first. <laughs> so that, so it, now, at least I can say that it, that it works. And that is what began my whole shift was, you know, from simple, from Wayne Dyer to Gary Zukoff and to Eckhart Tolle. And the four agreements also I used a lot at that time. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. I, I too use so many of those teachings to, to help me because the most, one of the most important things that we have to learn early on in this journey is that all of those triggers are, are opportunities for learning, for healing, for growing. I say every irritation is an invitation to, to check, exactly. you know, check in with our ego's motivation because we have, we, we have to have, <coughs> excuse me, there's a lot of pollen in Atlanta. No, I had no, opened my, my windows earlier. Um, but every irritation is an invitation for us to become the presence of awareness that becomes aware of that irritation. Where is it being sourced? But we have all been or taught that outside needs to change for me to be okay. And this whole spiritual awakening is no. If I'm not okay inside, outside is going to continue to bring me opportunities to, to uh, come inside and, and get okay in here. If we don't, it keeps repeating. Um, let's talk about why it keeps repeating. Let's talk about the benevolence of the plan that continues to, to hit us with those two by fours. Because as we shift the conversation to what's happening in the world today, what's happening with the coronavirus, all of the, the, the fears that people are experiencing. Mm -hmm. Talk about why you as a coach, me as a coach, with so many years of doing this, we see patterns. What's the benefit of doing that inner work? Well, what I, what I have noticed, and I don't know if you have noticed this, is you cannot blame others. Mm -hmm. There has to be a self-awareness and you have to take responsibility 
for your actions. And that's one thing um, a nun taught me at a very young age. I had to write it a hundred times because I blamed someone else <laughs> for, for having me talk. I got scolded in like fifth grade and I had to write, I'm responsible for my own actions. So what I have noticed and what I did is I began to take responsibility for everything. Like why, what am I, why am I attracting mm -hmm. all of these men who are freedom oriented? And yes, I did have one relationship that was, you know, alcoholism, but a lot of them were very freedom oriented. And um, I had to just take responsibility. What am I doing? I was blocking, I think, my own fear of rejection. Yeah. And I feel like everyone has a theme. We all go through life with a theme that we have to heal. Yeah. And it's up to us to figure out that theme. And the only way you can do that is by stopping. I think too many people are, are not taking enough time to stop. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, we'll go into this more as even this energy that we're in right now, yeah. it is being forced upon us. Yes. And I think it becomes, it, it begins to grow and grow and grow until you take notice. Absolutely. And, uh, I totally get that. And yes, and I had a theme, the theme that I had to discover. And it's like putting pieces of a puzzle together. Mm -hmm. And every every trigger, every irritation is an invitation to do exactly as you said, that self-awareness. You know, and both of our businesses are are have awareness in the title. You know, yours is awareness speaks. Mine is, you know, I have the center for awareness. It's the name of my company, but all my teachings are about the power of awareness. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't practice awareness, you, you're not present to your own life. You're just constantly reacting to what is happening. But in once I became present to what was going on and became aware of what's what's happening here, what's line up projecting I found that my theme was abandonment. I had felt abandoned mm. by my dad. I had felt, you know, rejected when I was when I was born and I was not a boy. Um, so I felt abandoned by by life, by dad then. And then the whole theme was abandonment. So my pattern was I'll abandon you before you abandon me. But the flip side to abandonment is that if I abandon um, love, because I believe it's going to hurt me, I abandon my opportunity to go deeper into love because the, the you're going to hurt me acts as a block as as acts as a as a resistance to feeling the love that is deep inside of me. Mm -hmm. so, but we don't like to go through the pain of what rejection is all about. Because we ultimately don't want to take responsibility for the joy that we want to experience. Mm -hmm. We want somebody else to give it to us, like mommy and daddy gave it to us, like, you know, the, the, the something external has to give it to us. So we go on for the rest of our lives looking for love in all the wrong places. So what was your theme? Mine um, was rejection. Yeah. And I used to end relationships for the fear of not being rejected. And I ended up um, going to a healer in Atlanta. Um, she's from Virginia, but she came into Atlanta and she did, did an energy session on me. And I never could pinpoint it. But when she said this to me, because she was intuitive as well, she was talking about if I had a younger sister who was about the same age as me, 
And I said, yes, because my sister and I are born in the same year. And she said, when you were younger, because you were born so close together and your sister needed attention, you got used to being put down by your mother. And it was a learned behavior after a while. To yeah, be, exactly. And when she said that, I began to cry. I knew she hit something yeah. um, with me because my mother used to always tell me that I never needed attention. She yeah. always used to tell me, you know, Tammy, you're, you're so independent. You never needed attention. But that wasn't true. I just learned yeah. not to. So it came from a very young age. Yeah. And then I think unconsciously, it played a role in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And what to what you're uh, speaking to is, is so crucial that we understand is that we learn these behaviors in childhood. We're right. observing our parents, our, our teachers, you know, the preachers. We're hearing what the adults around us are saying and we're observing what they're doing. And more than what they're saying, we are really picking up on their energetically what they're putting off and, and what they're doing. And we all do one of two things. We either do the exact same thing or we do the opposite. So you went into, um, you know, feeling rejected and, and, and your mom sees you as independent, but you're just really uh, taking care of you because you know nobody else is. And, you know, for me, I, when I felt abandoned, I became a people pleaser. I became mm -hmm. and to cling. The same. So, mm -hmm. so we, we will either go cling and not let go of, or we let go up because we're not going to get hurt. Um, but that is such a prevalent pattern. And if anybody who's listening, we've got quite a few listeners. Um, please let us know if this is, is so for you. But let's shift the conversation because what is happening in the world today is to me a magnification of that. The world is not giving us what we want. And now so many of us are upset because the world is not giving us our health. It's not giving us our wealth. It's not giving us our happiness, our peace, our joy. The world is in an uproar. It is an opportunity for us to go inside and thank goodness we're all being quarantined so that we get to do that. What is your take as a, you know, not only as a coach, um, somebody who understands personal psychology, personal you know, the, the, that mystical journey that we're all on, but also through astrology. Well, this has been happening since 2008. What happens is there is a universal energy and there's also an individual energy. So it, from a personal standpoint, we all have an astrology chart. When you're born and you take that first, first breath. Yeah. That energy, wherever the planets were, they're moving through the constellations. I'll just quick, quick give you a brief so people can understand even what's going on. The planets are moving through the zodiac signs. So you have the sun, which is moving through this, the zodiac signs between 28 to 31 days. Okay, so it changes uh, a zodiac sign between 28 to 31 days. And that is a constellation, a zodiac sign. So not only the sun, but the moon, planet Mercury, Venus, Mars, uh, Saturn, Neptune, Jupiter, uh, Pluto, they're all Uranus. They're all moving through these constellations at different degrees. Now the sun goes through, it takes about a month. The moon takes two and a half days. Mercury and 
uh, Mars, they all take different, but Pluto and Jupiter and Saturn and Uranus are longer. They stay in a sign longer. So individually, what's happening when these planets begin to move through an individual's chart, they're touching a part of your energy field because wherever the planets were in whatever constellation, when you were born, they're making what you're saying is an aspect to your personal energy field. Yeah. Universally, they're doing the same thing, but it's at a global level. Yeah. So let me quick tell you, in 2008, there was a change. The planet Pluto went into the sign of Capricorn. So what you do in astrology is you look at what does Pluto represent in astrology. And for some of you who know Scorpios, you'll understand this energy. It's power. It's um, transformation. It's death and rebirth. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, the so Pluto comes in and the sign that it is in, it begins to break that down. Whatever is not in its highest good or is not stable, it begins to tumble. Now you look at the sign of Capricorn, which it came into, and it hasn't been in Capricorn since 1776 when the U.S. became Ah. Uh, okay. So now that will give you, and there were many revolutions within an 18 yeah. to 20 period, 20 year period. So you take what Capricorn represents. Okay. You take, it represents governments, large institutions, our banking institutions, our politics, mm-hmm. our global economy, um, our finances. Uh, let me see, make sure I'm not forgetting some of the yeah authority figures and, and big, ministers in big, big pharma big, big medicine yes yeah. me- big medicine so yeah. what it's doing as we see in 2008 right when it came into capricorn it gave us a little jolt what it was about that is when we had the crisis the financial crisis makes sense yeah okay mm-hmm. so now it stays in capricorn i think like 19 years something like that i can't remember the exact because it switches for um, quite a while for quite a long a time. Yeah. So what it's doing, it's doing different dances with planets. And so you also, the opposite sign of Capricorn is cancer. Okay. So Capricorn represents the male energy. Okay. It rules the top of the chart and it rules authority. Mm. Okay. And it, and uh, the planet that goes along with that, with Capricorn is Saturn. All right, so we'll remember that for later. Okay. So then the opposite sign you also look at because whatever opposite of you is feeling the energy as well. So the opposite sign is cancer. So even if you have people watching who are Capricorn and Cancers and you've been going through changes, this could be why on an individual okay. level, okay? So cancer represents the feminine. It represents the home. It represents our heritage. It represents the feminine, um, our ancestors, um, uh, and uh, our feeling side. So we've also seen the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've seen the crumbling yeah. of the power there against the feminine. We call that the opposing. It, it, it opposed the feminine energy. You saw the downfall of some of the priests as well 
which is yeah. represent which is represented. Now in January uh, in December of 2019, we experienced a solar eclipse in the sign of Capricorn. Yeah. Okay, so now you have Pluto in Capricorn. Okay, in 2017. The, the ruler of Capricorn, because every, every sign has a ruler. Saturn is its ruler. So in 2017, Saturn went into Capricorn. Now, Pluto and Saturn, since 2017, are both in the sign of Capricorn. This rulership of power and all of the information that I gave before, mm -hmm. institutions, what Pluto does is it begins to knock it down. And what Saturn does, because Saturn rules discipline, structures, limitations, karma, um, let's see, yeah, structure and stability. So Pluto knocks it down and Saturn becomes, comes in to rebuild. Okay. 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 So it comes in to rebuild. And then what happens is, okay, now we have the solar eclipse as well in Capricorn, December 26th of 2019. Now the virus began late November, beginning of yeah. December, somewhere in China, okay? Yeah. Usually whenever there's an eclipse, there's an accumulation of energy, and that is when we see major shifts. So yeah. this, this now energy is also in Capricorn. So now we fast forward two weeks, January 10th, 11th, depending where you live in the world, we experienced a lunar eclipse in the opposite sign of Capricorn. At Capricorn. It was in the sign of Cancer. Yeah. So during a full moon, we all know there's a lot of emotion. It yeah. comes to a head. So whatever the, the lunar, the full moon, I mean, the solar eclipse began to mo make movement. And this full moon lunar eclipse began to bring it to head, which is the fullness. Then you usually see after a full moon lunar eclipse, you begin to see uh, a shift about a month after. You, you begin to see what happens. Well, at that time of this full moon, we had the sun in Capricorn. Um, at 20, and everything is by degrees. We had the sun in Capricorn at around 20 degrees. We had um, Pluto in Capricorn around the same degrees. We had um, Saturn in Capricorn around the same degree. We had Mercury in Capricorn around the same degree. Mercury is all about communication. Oh, yeah. So, okay, so it's communicating. Now, it's also opposing this female lunar eclipse in the sign of cancer. So that's a lot of emotion and everything's stirring. So in February is when we begin to see the spread of this. Then it was making an aspect to the planet Jupiter, who is also in Capricorn. So you take the energy. We have so many planets in Capricorn. And if you take what I said, the representation of Capricorn is 
Now you see Jupiter, which expands everything, everything it touches. Okay. So now it's touching Pluto, Saturn, Mars, and it's spreading this. Jupiter is all about international. Okay. It represents internationals and there's no borders. So now you begin to see this spread. So then you see this, and then it's also making um, an aspect with the sun and Neptune in the sign of Pisces, which rules our immune system <laughs> and diseases and sickness. And not only that, health, um, inst uh, mental institutions, isolation, hospitals. So you have all of this energy yeah. coming together. And, and now we have this. We and have we've been expecting, storm. we have the yeah. perfect storm yeah. that is, and astrologers around the world have been anticipating this yeah. for years, because this was a major event in January. It was, you, you don't see it often with all of those energies in one sign representing yeah. our global community coming down. We knew there was going to be a crash. We, we weren't sure how it was going to yeah. display. Yeah, I, I love hearing this because as you're saying this, I, I'm going to put it into the mystical perspective. Yes, so go ahead. Here we are. We have this human aspect which opposes our divine aspect. It is something, Peggy, thank you so much. She says this is interesting. Yes, it is. This is why I wanted to bring uh, Tamara so you guys could hear her. So we have the human egoic aspect and it is opposing our divine aspect. And our divine aspect is both masculine and feminine. It is it's everything. It's oneness. It's it's connection. It's borderless. It's international. It's it's universal. So we have been opposing, accepting our our oneness. We we have been when we operate just from our our human side. We think we're all alone. We don't communicate very well because we isolate. We literally create a fence around ourselves with our thought system. And we only trust and believe what we believe. You're, of course, you're welcome, Christy, for this. Um, so we create this identity of separation. We create this identity of, of literally going into a place of disconnection from the whole. So what happened to you, what happened to me with relationships, we create this identity, you know, that, that we're rejected, that we're abandoned, that we don't belong. Well, we create that because we're believing ideas that we, we have created when we were children and immature. Mm -hmm. So our immature aspect, it constantly bumps up against the opportunity for maturing, for awakening which is why relationships don't work. They come in to give us an opportunity. It's like it's crashing into our field to give us a chance to, to do things differently, to become self-aware, to shift our perception, to heal our division, to look at the other aspect of ourselves, which is to recognize our soul, our spirit, our divineness. So what you're saying is happening with all of the planets that they're aligning. And now we have this virus that is affecting all of us. Well, to me, we've all had a virus. It's that human egoic virus, which is mm -hmm. the virus that says 
I am not who I am. I am not divine. I am not whole. I am not complete. So we become these like little planets floating around in this human universe, believing that we're isolated and not enough, but only because our mind has been corrupted with a virus that has been lying to us. Who you are is not okay. Who you are is not divine. But that virus was implanted in our mind by systems that are, oh, oh, I'm so glad that you're connecting all these dots, um, Cheryl. So our mind was implanted with a virus by the big institutions, the authority figures, mom and dad, the authority figure, church and state, the authority figure, bosses, teachers, preachers, something outside of you is what has implanted in us that we are not okay. Not everybody did it maliciously. I know my parents were not malicious when they were disappointed that I was not a boy. That was just, you know, it's just a reaction. But the big institutions like churches, like governments, like uh, big pharma, medical institutions, institutions who are interested in power and money have been filling our mind with a virus, a virus that deliberately teaches us that God, source spirit is outside of us, that power is outside of us, that love is outside of us, that success is outside of us, so that we would become little chasers of all of these things. And we would go onto the hamster wheel and become good little producers and produce for them, but never realizing that in the producing for them, seeking for love and wealth and power outside of ourselves, we were disconnecting from the true source of power, happiness, and joy that is inside of ourselves. So now the planets are lining up because the whole freaking universe is saying, wake the fuck up. It's time for us to realize that we have to own our divinity. We have to own our wholeness because that is why we're here. We are here to unite and connect and uplift and co-create, share and care and be kind but when we do it, knowing that we are whole and complete, we don't become takers. When we do it, knowing that we're whole and complete, we become givers. Isn't that what happened in your relationship? Once you healed yourself, you became somebody who could free everybody to be themselves. Exactly. And let me quick just add to what you just said. You're, a lot of this has to do with the Capricorn energy, but the opposite sign of this is cancer, which is the feminine, and also our family and our roots and our ancestors. All the conditioning that we have been told in both those areas. So you have to look at the Capricorn energy and also the cancer energy. And that also is the mother wound and also mother earth. Capricorn is earth. And mm. cancer and cancer in astrology rules uh, the mother and okay. Capricorn in astrology rules the father. So you even have this mother earth right now with this yeah. happening. We are giving mother earth a rest. We see yeah. this. We see the canals in Venice becoming clear and China, the pollution. And we're going to see this globally. Yeah. And I feel that, yes, as you know, individually, we are all finding our own wounds and you see yeah. all of this awakening yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but globally, it has to happen as well. And just like I said in a piece, when as a child, 
what do parents do when, when you're not acting accordingly? They give you a time out. Yeah. And that is what I feel we are getting because yeah. we aren't listening to our mother, like, to our mother, mother earth, father, exactly. your, <laughs> your father, right. We are literally getting yeah. a time out. And I feel like there is a root reboot. And yeah. during this time, what you were speaking of is also once we begin to self-reflect, we're isolated, which is the Neptune, which rules Pisces, the Neptune energy. We begin to isolate ourselves. They literally put us in isolation where we can self-reflect because once we begin to self-reflect and take care of our own things, then we're also healing the consciousness as a whole. Yeah. You and I are healing as we heal individually. So is the collective healing as well. Yeah. So there's so much awareness that's trying, you know, to, to come through right now. Yeah. And one of the things that is so important that we understand, and, and this, this takes a while on our spiritual journey to get, but it is, it, it is an important, uh, yes, Christy, we'll get to that. Can we address why people have to die? Um, so it's really something that happens as we mature on our journey that we realize the interconnection between us and the planets because everything is energy we share one energy there's only one and that one energy that we share is filled with information it's the information of creation and when we can can become members of of this field and recognize that we are we are part of it and begin to flow with it we will all find our place within it the planets don't bump into each other. How, why do humans keep bumping into each other? Because we are not receiving the information that allows us, that guides us to be in alignment with one another. Mm -hmm. So we bump into each other to, to crack the, the illusion of separation, to force us to bump into this idea that we're separate and alone. Because when we are separate and alone, we're scared and we become takers. There is we become aggressive or passive aggressive. And either one of those goes against what creation is all about, because it's about being open and giving and caring and sharing. Mm. So we are, we are being sent into our rooms. And the first thing that happens is a lot of our anger shows up. So the, oh, I'm so glad you're loving this, Angela. Um, so we get sent to our rooms, we're upset. We think that we lost our freedom. But what we lost was our bondage. Mm -hmm. We have been given a break from the hamster wheel. And when we're given a break from the hamster wheel and we get, we, the mind gets calmed down after it's angry, we begin to experience the, the, the desire to go inside. When we go inside is when we actually find the source of our freedom because we get to know who we are. We get to discover that there's something amazing there, but none of us is going to wake up until we do the healing work of seeing why did we sell our souls to the devil and to the devil mm -hmm. to me is to the voice that tells us that who we are is not okay. But again, that is going to require that we see that all these institutions that are breaking down are a false sense of safety and security our safety and security mm -hmm. only comes from aligning with source within knowing our wholeness from that place of wholeness. Will we be free? 
but we think we're free because we have money in the bank mm -hmm. and we can go shopping. And now we're finding out, well, that got taken away, didn't it? So are you really free? No, you're not. But going into the bondage of our, of our own little homes, you know, I was talking to my boyfriend who's in quarantined in South Africa and he, we were saying, well, how, how is prison today? So he's in his little bondage. I'm in my own little, you know, bondage here, my little, uh, but both of us are so free to be ourselves because we know this too shall pass. This is a gift. It's a reset. Mm -hmm. But I want to address um, Christie's comment. Why, why do people have to die? People have to die because our body vessels are temporary. We live in the world of impermanence. The world of solidity is not designed to last forever. Now, when we see that from the human perspective that is attached to holding on to solidity, attached to holding on to, to bodies, we suffer when bodies come and go. But when we can see that the bodies coming and going are doing two things for us. One, they're teaching us about impermanence. But two, they're inviting us to get to know the deeper purpose of death. And the deeper purpose of the death experience is that there is a soul behind that that is making a choice to exit. And if we look at that exit as what is this teaching me? We would never see a death as a bad thing. We would see a death from two perspectives. The physical vessel is complete, but the soul is moving into a new dimension, into a new reincarnation, into a new place, even if it's only going to a place of rest before it comes back. So death is not happening to us as a punishment. Death is, is an example of our magnificence, that this doesn't end, this continues. So our work is to use that to teach us about our temporary attachments, but at the same time, see the soul as something that is impermanent or that is permanent, that is eternal. And we have got to make peace with death because death is not a final thing to our soul, but it is a teacher to us here. If we don't want to experience death violently, or we don't want to experience death tragically, or we don't want to experience death too soon, we need to connect to the source of our life, which is our inner beingness, and begin to access that for our well-being. A lot of people are dying so that we see that we cannot rely on these medical institutions to give us our well-being. We need to have a relationship with the soul, the source of wholeness inside of us that we have been trained out of. What's your perspective on, on the deaths that are happening and, and the, the potentials that they're here um, to teach? Okay, I feel that everything, I don't believe anyone who is meant to leave is going to, I believe exactly. everybody when it's your time. And we sometimes have these movements, even like fires, um, tornadoes, there is like a clearing there is like a, yeah. a clearing out. And if you are not meant to go, you will not go. Whether mm -hmm. you're young, whether you're old, whether you're middle age, we all have an exit point. Mm -hmm. And we and at that exit point, whenever this is what cycles are about. We have yeah. these cycles when we'll see even this Pluto, which represents death and rebirth. And there could even be a lot of people or this could have even touched his chart. When I did Colby Bryant, I did it. You can go and look. I did an astrology on his chart. There were so many uh, connections that took place in his chart that it was 
to me, I believe it was just his time to go. We're seeing it and it looks like so many people, but when you think globally, um, it's, it's not that many, but we've had this over time, whether it's war or sickness, tornadoes or a devastation, even when there's a fire, there's natural clearing. So a rebirth can happen. Exactly. So these energies as well, as sad as it is, from a human perspective, that is, from a human perspective, yeah. we cannot understand. But once you get and you understand awareness and you understand there's no such thing as death, yeah, it's what it's 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 what is it? We only have one life. I heard Muji. If none of you know Muji, he's also yeah. another great teacher. Yeah. He uh, the other day I was listening to him and he said, um, "We only have one life." Mm -hmm. Until we, until we're able to meet our shadow, until we get rid of our shadow. So when he means one life, means come, you know, come back. It, it seems like it's multiple lifetimes, but it's really just one continuous uh, cycle. But until yeah. we are able to get rid of our shadow, but that's another subject. But I believe that it's just a cycle as terrible as it may seem from the outside world. I think like any disaster, there is a cleansing that is taking place. And if it's your time to go, it yes. is your time to go. And yeah, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Doing, there's also the healing. And I think it's, it's, it's awakening the people who it's impacting. Yeah. They're going to see an awakening through them, through the death, of their loved one. Yeah. So even though there's experience at death, there's some teaching, mm -hmm. like you were saying, in their death, there will be a heightening in the individuals that they've touched. There will be a heightening of their awareness and some something going on with them uh, spiritually as well. Tamara, you were talking about your articles. Are those on your website? Um, you mean the one about, you can go on YouTube. I have YouTube. I have videos under Awareness Speaks as well. And um, I think it's under Tamara Solves. It might be Tamara okay. Solves as well. Um, and my website as well. If you type in Awareness Speaks or Tamara Solves, you'll, you'll see them. But I do well, have me, YouTube videos. Let me go ahead and spell this out for those who are uh, on the podcast. So Tamara Solves is T-A-M-R-A. S-O-L-V-E-S. Also, you can go to her website, which is called Awareness Speaks, A-W-A-R-E-N-E-S-S-S-P-E-A-K-S.com, Awareness Speaks. And uh, Christy, I'm so glad that, that, you, <laughs> that we're giving you chills. We love to give people chills. That means that um, you're, exactly. remembering, you're remembering your own truth. So we're not giving you mm -hmm. chills. You're having chills because truth is, is getting activated mm -hmm. in you. So all of what's happening in the outer world is a reflection of the inner world. Mm -hmm. we, we have been called right now to awaken. This is the age of awakening because we have become way too dense. We have become too dark. We have become too convinced that we are not the magnificent, powerful creators, uh, expressions of the divine. When Jesus was on this planet 2,000 years ago, he said to us, 
I and the Father are one, and so are you. Mm -hmm. That means that every one of us is one with the creative source. The so are you was left out conveniently of the teachings of the church because when the teachings, those who formed the church 300 some odd years after Jesus's passing, when they formed the church, the church was formed because there was a clear understanding that people who took that message to heart for 300 years after that divine being's passing were living from a place of peace, from a place of, of joy, of comfort that no emperor could conquer, no emperor could govern. So what did they do? They took those teachings and created a church and said, well, you have to follow this, but we will conveniently leave out that you're a powerful creator so that you would think that we are your bosses. And there came the middlemen between us and God and source and spirit. So this reset that is happening is, um, yes, a deep exhale, Angela. <laughs> I know we're saying some deep things here. We're <laughs> such a short conversation, but the, the, the truth shall set us free. And the planets are giving us truth. Our, what's happening in the world is a reflection of, of what's happening inside. If we don't wake up in here, we're not going to have an awakened planet. And you know, all of those people out there that are selfish and greedy and, and have, you know, these companies, these, these uh, religious institutions, these big pharmas, don't see those as those conglomerates as if they're something separate. They are made up of human beings who have lost their connection to their true source. Mm -hmm. they, have, they have denied their divinity by focusing on only their human self. So we have to do what Jesus taught us. We need to forgive these people. They don't know what they're doing when clearly they're deluded. And in that humbleness of seeing, wow, just like me, I have an ego. I, I was very uh, greedy. I was very judgmental. I was very disconnected. I was seeking to get to make myself happy. They might be doing it on a bigger scale, but it does not matter. It's the same disconnection. Tamara, how do you stay in alignment with your source since, since coming inside, becoming self-aware and uh, finding your joy? How do I stay self-aware? Um, I take time out. I'm not someone who, I don't, people would think I would sit around and meditate all day. I, I don't. I feel meditation. I In the morning, I get up. I have stillness. Just stillness with yourself. I take walks, I'm out in nature a lot. I make sure to get out in nature and connect with animals and just even the trees, everything. It, it, you don't have to meditate to become connected. You know, I, meditation is not just sitting there like this. Meditation is just a stillness, connecting with a source. I do pray, I ask you know, for, for guidance and, and, um, trying to stay aligned. Um, but that is, that is basically what I do. I take moments out of my day at the end of the day, I have a lot of self reflection, especially when you coach, you know, that you could put some pressure on yourself. What did I do? What could I do better? Um, and so I'm, I'm constantly doing that. And I think self reflection is a way of meditation. You're connecting yeah. because uh, adding to what you were saying, what they teach us in the religion 
institution, the religious institutions, is that we're separate from God. Yeah. And we're not. We're an expression mm-hmm. of what you're talking about with that Jesus. We're an expression of God energy. We are not separate. So we're constantly connected. And once you begin to heal your own wounds, I always find that as uh, one day out when I was on uh, an airplane and I was flying home, this I was looking at a cloud and it just like something came to me. You know, I receive messages once in a while. Like this is how I can describe energy in a person's body. When we are conditioned or when we have fear or when we have wounds, think of a dark cloud in the sky, okay? What happens when the light comes in? The cloud begins to dissipate. dissipate. Exactly. And that is exactly what we're doing. When we tap in, you and you begin to recognize and you stop and you look at yourself, you observe your own stuff, you're connecting with that light. And that light is beginning to gradually transform because energy is only transformed yeah. it begins to dr- transform that darker cloud and that it once you begin to transform that that's when you can begin to receive really at a higher level and that's when there's this knowing and this understanding that you really feel this connected energy and it people think this comes overnight it doesn't it takes time yeah. And I don't know about you, Lena, but it, people think that they do a work for even a year. It, oh, no. Uh, it, it, it's, it takes time and you're constantly learning, but yeah. you have to stick to it. You yeah. must, must stick to it. Yeah, and I think that is uh, uh, the message. Can I quick give one quick shift that you're talking about before we're talking about going global. Let me tell you something else that quick happened. So I don't forget this. You were talking about um, the age of awakening. Okay. We have this energy that has just shifted. We're talking within a week when all of this is beginning to take the Saturn that I was talking before that was in Capricorn has now moved into the sign of Aquarius. Okay. Uh-huh. The Aquarius is the awakener in astrology. Mm-hmm. It is also, if you know any Aquarius people, you think of Oprah, you think of Ellen, you think of Eckhart Tolle. They are the collective. They are the ones who are reaching out and trying to get to people globally. So now we are coming for two and a half years. You are seeing it's also Aquarius is a humanitarian. Any of you Aquarius out there, you're about your friends. Sometimes you're closer to your friends than you are to your own family. So it's about friends. It's about groups. It's about the collective. It's about um, coming together uh, in humanity as humanity. And it's a very original energy. So as you're talking about this, the Aquarius Saturn has just come into so it's leaving that Capricorn energy. This is exactly what you see people doing. Yeah. Commun- community, coming together, being yeah. there for each other. It's um, And that's what Angela was asking. So, so with astrology, what is next? Another nine years of Capricorn upheaval. But with that, 
with that energy of Aquarius coming in, here's the thing that I want people to, to understand. With, with what is happening out there, it is a reflection of what's going on in here. Just because we have the energy of awakening coming in, nobody is going to wake up if they don't do their inner work. Mm -hmm. The inner work means that you have to willingly free, and you, it, this is the use of our free will, you have to choose to be aligned with God's purpose. You have to freely will to be a member of the collective that is ruled by love. Mm -hmm. This is why Jesus taught us, love your neighbor as yourself. Because when we love God, that is a natural thing to do. But when we love money, and we've all been taught to love money, the Bible, even in the Old Testament, told us that you cannot have two masters. And we've all been taught to, to worship an authority figure that is other than the creator. Because we, we've been given a creator that is wrathful, that is mean, that is vengeful. Yeah, sometimes he's loving, but sometimes he's vengeful and mean. That is not true about the, the, the creator that created this incredible universe of universes. There is nothing mean out there. The meanness happens when we block the love that is in here. That is what is mean. So the awakening is a, these energies are supporting us, but we have to do the work. Back to the first thing that, that Tamara said, she had to take responsibility for why were relationships not working for her. I had to take responsibility for why am I suffering? We have to take responsibility because as things continue to break down, and you suffer because you believe that your safety has been rocked. If your safety is in something impermanent, like on bodies or monies or buildings out there that, that are temporary, you are never going to feel the peace that passes all understanding. Because when something shifts, you're going to get yanked and you're going to get upset. Um, and being, yeah, Peggy, I'm so glad that you're willing to listen more and more to that Holy Spirit inside. Um, so. Tamara, to kind of go back to Angela, mm -hmm. I know I said I was going to ask you that last question, but this is such a yummy conversation. Um, to give us an overview of the next decade, because I am hearing that this is a decade, the next 10 years, this, this 20, all of the 2020, 2021, all of these years are years for, that are magnifying what needs to be let go of by magnifying why we want to let it go. So we're going to see an increase of loving, kind, gentle um, behaviors, companies being benevolent, uh, governments that are going to be transparent. And we're going to see the glaring greed and, and more secrecy. We're going to see both this in this decade. We have to choose the one that matters most to us. What are the, the stars telling us or the planets? Yes, we do. Because then once Pluto does leave Capricorn, it's going to go into Aquarius. Okay. So it goes around the zodiac sign. So then it will be coming more into the humanitarian, the collective. So what it's doing is there's this dance, even in a, in a personal chart, it's taking a step by step. Now it's knocking down the institutions. Now, Saturn, it, it, right when it leaves, this is when it, it's going to come back at some point and say, and says, okay, did you hear me? Because Saturn, if you want to know anything about your chart, you look where Saturn is. I look where Saturn is in everyone's chart. That's where you have to heal. That's where you have to learn. That's where you have to do the work. Saturn is all about work. 
It rules the top of the chart. It's the very, very top of the chart, which is also the public. So it, what, what's happening here is it's going to gradually move and it's now it's crumbling our society, our economy, so yeah. it can be built back up yeah. with integrity. With integrity. Yes. So whatever is not on solid ground and is not living in its highest good the way it's meant to, yeah. which, which is in the power and the greed, yeah. it's going to be knocked down. Yeah. So it's a slow yeah. process, but it then Saturn slow. comes in and it cleans it up and, and Saturn will come back. It, it just entered yeah. Capricorn for a bit. I mean, Aquarius for a bit, but it'll go back into Capricorn and say, okay, did you clean this shit up? So to speak, you know, did, <laughs> yeah. did you do, did you do your job? Yeah. So it's, it's a very disciplined and structured and, and you will see many people, the Capricorn and Cancers, I'm sure they've all talked about, and it could be Aries and Libra as well, that have been going through these shifts personally as well. And it's all about change and rebuilding. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes. And living the truth. Living and the truth. Living the truth. And also, I, I want to throw in this one last piece in here, because as within, so without, I really have not met too many people, very few, in fact, and when very, very few. The majority of the people who are going to experience an awakening is because they have been jarred by something big. It requires a divorce. For me, it was the death of my mother. For some people, it's bankruptcy. For some people, it's the loss of a job, the loss of a child, the the notice that they got a um, or a diagnosis that they've got some uh, disease, something that is terminal. The something has to jar us to awaken us because we've gotten too comfortable in in having given up our power. So to reclaim our power, it's going to take something that makes us feel disempowered so we can drop to our knees and say, God, what would you have me do? Donald Trump is that jarring opportunity that is doing his job, his part in shifting our, our ideas about how government should run and shifting our ideas about authority. He is playing a role, just as each of these planets that are moving are playing a role. Let's not spend time blaming or shaming or complaining. Let's use this time for what is this here to teach me? That is the most powerful thing that you can do. If you're going to be contemplating, if you are making a commitment to wake up, take what is happening and find out what about that can you not be with and what you cannot be with is your block to being with the truth that is already inside of you. So that, that's the last thing that I'm going to share. Tamara, I'll give you again the, the last comment before um, I go ahead and close this out for, for the day. What a fabulous conversation. Yes, thank you so much. It's, it's, it, I've loved it. Thank you. It, I hope it's helping people and, and giving them some insight and clarity as to, go, as to what is taking place in the world because there are no accidents. The universe is so specific. And we are not separate from the stars. We are not separate from anything that's going on. Or and one without, another. Or one another. Um, and everyone needs suffering at some point. In order to change, if everything is going great in your life, you are not going to stop. So we need suffering. In suffering is where you find the light. I, I, 
I'm sure, Lena, you had your suffering. I had my no, suffering. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have yours. But this is, let me quick, let me quick tell you if you've heard my, if you've been watching from the very beginning, if not, you can go back and watch this. But I told you about my whole life. I felt it was relationships and I had to learn something about through relationships. When I moved to France and I met my husband, when I, I, get, when I got here, um, I said, now what? Now what do I do? And that is when I really understood the term, the journey. I think we might've spoke about this last time, but it's all about the journey. All the suffering, when I look back now, I don't even see myself, a lot of it, once you're healed, I don't really even recall all the suffering that, no. that has happened. There's this whole shift that takes place, but we need the suffering because without the suffering, we would not stop and take notice. Just like right now, so many people concentrate on money. The money is being taken away from us. There are so many people who are going to suffer, but yeah. what they have to remember is everything will pass. And yeah. if you stay present and do what you can do today, tomorrow will take care of itself. So that yeah. is the importance of staying present, not living for tomorrow or not living in the past, yeah. because that's where the fear begins to take place. If you get through today, that's all you want to do. You want yeah. to get through today and tomorrow you figure out tomorrow. Because if you begin to go into this whole storytelling yeah. about, oh my gosh, I'm losing my job. I'm losing this. I'm losing. This is where the anxiety comes from. This is where the tension and that is fear. So it's really, really important for so many people to try to get themselves to come back to the present moment. Beautiful. And, and in that you'll be able to make it to the next day. Absolutely. What a beautiful tidbit. And that suffering is important and we need it because the suffering shows us our attachments. And if you have an attachment, when something gets taken, you will suffer. If you stop being attached, if you let go of attachment, which means you have, you are truly trusting a benevolent universe. So we have to create a relationship with a benevolent universe with stars and planets that are here to assist us with, with Mother Earth, with each other. If we don't cultivate the awareness of our oneness, that's what suffering is here to teach us, is how we have become attached to things that don't matter. And things that don't matter are the things that obstruct us, keep us from being able to experience the truth of who we are. So thank you so much for saying that. Yes, wonderful. One day at a time. Kelly, thank you so much. Yes, I'm so glad that you enjoy this. And Christy and Peggy and everybody else that uh, gave us such wonderful comments. So I want to leave you with this. Um, so I do these uh, Align with Lina every week. So come back next Monday. I'll have another guest. I will have, um, let's see, Sue Carter Collins will be with me. And, and these are, are all you can find them on my website. Um, LinaOrlando.com. You can, this is through Facebook. But the most important thing that I want to leave you with this is that Tamara and I are giving you all the, we literally told you everything we know. In this hour, we packed it with everything that we know that is true. 
you need to find alignment with a source that is already inside of you. That source that is already inside of you created all that is, created this planet, this universe. Everything is giving you information. Look at everything as a teacher, and it will reflect back to you who you are being in that moment. Be humble enough to use the suffering to teach you. Be humble enough to use the joy to teach you. Because when you let it inform you, you have transcended your idea of being separate and in a physical form, and you will align with something that is amazing. And Sue, I'm so glad you're here saying hi, and I'll talk to you next week. And my audience, our audience, will get to experience your magnificence. Tamara, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. You're welcome. For being here. What a blessing this conversation has been, a gift. I can't wait to post this um, so people can, can hear it. Share this with your friends if this helped you. All right, everybody, you all have a wonderful day. And uh, thank you, Tamara. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye for now.